welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host, Dale York, and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on lakes and streams and provide information, tips, and techniques, along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle, boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it, so grab a cup of coffee, a comfortable chair, talk about my favorite subject. And this, folks, brings us to our special segment and the topic for this week's show, Seasonal Location and Patterns of Crappie. Uh, today's guest is guide Barry Morrow, who does seminars on crappie fishing and is also a well-known and longtime crappie guide. Barry, man, it's, it's glad to have you on the show, and, and thanks for coming. And go ahead and tell us a little about you. Well, Dale, it's great to be on the show, and uh, appreciate you inviting me. Uh, there's not a sport I think is growing any faster than that of crappie fishing. And uh, to be honest, if the fish swims and eats, that's I like to catch them, and I have ever since I was a youngster. But uh, my main focus is crappie fishing, and I do my guide service. Uh, and so this is my job. I uh, love fishing, and, and I spend most of my time crappie fishing and, and do some bass fishing and catfishing as well. Well, Barry, thanks a lot. It's certainly appreciated. And if you would, uh, can you take us through a typical year from spring through winter as far as uh, local crappie location patterns are? Uh, absolutely. I mean, right now we're in the the uh, fall pattern and moving into the winter pattern. But I'm going to back up and we'll start in springtime. really starts up. Uh, but most people are thinking in terms of spring fishing is when the spawn takes place. And that can happen, depending on the weather, anywhere from uh, the very first of March uh, to the middle of uh, April or to the end of April. And what we're looking for there is is when I'm on the water guiding, I'm always uh, looking for fish that are staging. And those fish are going to be staging on the break lines, uh, primarily in areas that you catch fish every year that's on the bank. And when I mean on the bank, they could be anywhere from six inches of water to two or three feet away from the bank. Depending on the, the rise of the, of the water, if we've had rain, what lake's coming up or not. But if it's stable, you'll find uh, crappie in the back of pockets where there's either a little bit of pea gravel or rock changing to gravel or that gravel changing to mud. Uh, they definitely relate to wood, and they'll definitely relate to rock. And those little areas that's kind of out of the wind is where you're going to find them up on the banks. Do, do you see a correlation between water temperatures and seasonal movements? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, water temperature is going to really uh, dictate uh, the type of bite you're going to have and where you're going to locate them. Everybody asks me, uh, you know, what temperature does it take to have the fish to really turn on and start spawning? You know, that answer is never accurate. Uh, it can be anywhere from, you know, my, my findings is anywhere from in the mid to early 50s up to the upper 50s or low 60s. You're going to definitely find a bite somewhere. More than anything, to me, it's it's all in the moon phase. Uh, that time of year, you've got to have additional light, and uh, they're going to be feeding. And when Mother Nature says it's right, they're going to it's going to spawn. It's going to be on. And what I find, and I'm out there generally all day long. Uh, I can fish three or four hours and not find anything up on the bank, but boy, all of a sudden they'll just click, and and you move up on the bank, and they're there, and they'll be spawning there for a day or two, and then it'll be over with, or the weather will change just a little bit. The, the temperature of the water will change. You have a front move in, and then those fish are going to end up backing up a little bit. So, you know, the temperature, it, it's important, but more than anything, it's the moon phase at that time of year. 
Boy, you know, I I think in some respects that fishermen don't correlate how important the moon phase is, not to just crappie fishermen, but about any kind of species that you're going to go after. I, I mean, uh, when I smallmouth fish or largemouth fish, especially in the spring, uh, the moon phase is my number one key factor along with water temperature. And in some cases, it, it may be more important to look at the moon phase than it is the water temperature. Uh, and also... I think something that plays another critical role in this is the turbidity of the water. If if you're fishing a lake that historically is pretty clear, uh, that also has an effect on water temperature uh, as opposed to a lake that may be a little more murky or less visibility, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. A clear lake is definitely, for me, is always the toughest one to attack. And uh, Not that you can't catch fish there, but it's easier to dictate where the fish are going to be if you've got a stained water. Stained water is going to warm up quicker. Uh, you're going to find the fish are going to move up shallower your bait fish are up there there's certainly a lot more food source for those fish and not only are you going to catch more numbers uh you're going to find bigger fish there because the food source is so handy but you're exactly right uh the turbulence of the water the temperature uh and for me uh, the moon phase is so critical that when i'm planning guide trips and and I've got people that come on a regular basis year in, year out, they know to plan two or three days before and two or three days after that moon phase uh, switches because somewhere in there it's going to be hot. It really is. Uh, you know, and that's another interesting point is these fish can move up on the bed or on the spawn so quickly. In the matter of two or three hours, like you said earlier, uh, depending on water temperature, the moon phase, the time of day, you can see nothing up shallow. And all of a sudden, those fish in a matter of two or three hours, you're catching the larger fish up shallow. And they may be there the rest of the day. They may be there for two or three hours. Sometimes it's a turkey shoot as to how long those fish are up. But take us through, if you would, say you've never been on uh, one of our area lakes and you're looking at water temperatures when you get on the lake, maybe at 55, 54 degrees. Uh, Take us through your thought process uh, of how you're going to locate these fish well the first thing i would do is make sure you have a quality map and if you look at that map before you get on the water you can look into depths of water that you're going to run into uh you want to you know the south end of any lake is is going to warm up before the north end uh then you've also got to determine where the sun's at and what time of day you're there uh, a reason a lot of these fish don't turn on until maybe the middle of the afternoon is is the sun hadn't hit that water just right and if if you happen to be fishing, I'm going to be focusing on rock, uh, whether it's riprap or on the back of the. You see big chunk boulders along the rock, along the bank, and those are areas that's got a little bit of wood. You're going to be looking for some fish that's going to move up and spawn. So, you know, the thing is, uh, when I'm when I'm talking about catching fish on the spawn, a lot of people are casting using corks, or they're going to be doodle socking from the bank or waiting a little bit. Uh, I use 11 foot rods. I use a slip cork, a Lindy. Uh, slip cork with an eighth ounce jig most of the time and these 11 foot rods let me keep my boat away from the bank and i'm pitching toward that bank so i'll throw it right up on the bank and work that jig out uh two or three feet and find out real quick but what i do at the beginning of the day and, and this is all spring long i'll do this i'm using two jigs a quarter ounce on the bottom and an eighth ounce on top uh, and believe me crappie eat big baits they eat crankbaits uh, they eat large shad. Uh, I clean fish all the time and find huge baits uh, in them. You know, I'm talking about a shad that's two to three, three and a half inches long. So I'm starting out eight and ten foot of water in the mornings, and I'm slow vertical trolling with pole in hand. I'm feeling every bite, 
and uh, I'm working those brake lines, seeing where those fish are staging. And what you're going to see is that these fish will move up sometime during the day uh, or during the next two or three days I'm fishing. I'll know uh, just about when to move that boat up. And I'm moving my bait up in maybe three, four foot of water uh, around noontime and checking to see if these fish are moved up. I'm looking for the males that will be moving up first. They're going to be the darker fish. The, their genes will cause them to turn black. They're not black crappie necessarily. They, the males will turn black once they move up and that sunlight starts hitting them. Uh, those are the fish that you're going to catch first. If you're looking for the bigger ones, the females aren't up there yet. The females will be the last ones to move up. Uh, so I'm catching them out in that 8, 9, 10 foot of water. Uh, they're staging and waiting for it to get right. Uh, until then, I'll move up in the shallow about midday. And once I find that bite, and if that bite's there all afternoon, I'll hit it again the next morning to see if they're still up there. If not, they've backed off just a little bit until that water temperature gets just right. Okay, now that that pretty much takes us through the springtime. Now let's roll a little further along. Now your water temperatures are getting up in the 60s and the 70s and beyond, and those fish now are all post-spawn. What happens to these fish after they spawn? Where do they go? Where do they hang out? Well, definitely uh, the post-spawn is something that people find uh, difficult to catch crappie. Uh, And all I'm going to tell you is that not all crappie are going to spawn at the same time. And you've got different parts of the lake that are going to spawn before they do the other parts. So when I I said to start out with, the southern parts are going to be the ones that are going to spawn first because the weather's right, the temperature's going to be warmer, the water's going to be warmer. The northern ends may not be that. It just depends on the depth of the water and whether you're up into the creeks or whatever. But if we're talking a main lake, that water on the northern ends are going to be cooler. But once the spawn's over, you, you have the same issue that take place. Those fish are going to move back out into that 8, 9, 10 foot of water. They're going to start moving towards the deeper water, uh, say a summertime pattern, what most people would think uh, is going to be deeper water. But not all of them are going to be active, but there's definitely fish out there to be caught that will be active, and that's the ones that have spawned early. I try to follow the spring pattern uh, from one end of the lake toward the middle of the lake generally, and so I can catch fish different stages up and down the lake. So once the middle or the upper end of the lake, the spawn's over, I go back to the southern end of the lake, and I'm catching fish now that are in transition from the bank up in shallow water back out into that deeper water. And I'll still use the same techniques. Uh, I just know that they're going to be on the break lines and they're going to start feeding. There's going to be a little delay and when they're really aggressive, but they'll start eating and starting to fatten up again. Don't you also see, as, as they get into that post-spawn pattern, that the fish team seem to, to, to stagger more? They're more separated. Uh, you don't see the tight schools you do pre-spawn and, and in some cases maybe spawn. Uh, after they spawn, they, they, they seem to scatter out somewhat. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's exactly right. A lot of people think of crappie fishing as you tie up, anchor up, and you fish in a spot. Uh, the advantage of the technique I will use is something I use on the trolling motor. My boat's moving constantly. Uh, the only time I slow it down, uh, I'm using the trolling motor, not the big motor, uh, is once I get over some structure or I see on my sonar that there is fish there, then I'll slow it down. By moving your boat, you're picking up one fish here, one fish there, maybe multiple fish, but they're never stacked uh, like they were in the springtime where you're going to catch numbers in, in maybe 15, 20 foot of the water you know, along the bank. It's a whole different game. Uh, the key to catching numbers is keeping your boat moving and looking for the active fish that are hungry.
Yeah, and we see this a lot of times. You know, I'll be on a, <clears throat> one of our area lakes, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have some uh, really great Lorentz sonar equipment on my boat, and I'll stick it in side scan where I'm looking maybe 60, 80 foot to the left of my boat, 60, 80 foot to the right of my boat, and, of course, looking straight down under my boat. And you'll go through some timber or some areas, and you'll see crappie on your sonar, but they're not schooled up. You'll see one maybe every five, six, eight, ten foot going up and down a brake line or something. You know they're crappie, but they sure don't look like a typical crappie school on your electronics. That's a, that's right. Uh, you know the key thing about crappie fishing and something to remember, uh, no matter what season it is, you're really looking for a couple of things. One is is either rock, uh, some type of structure for those fish to hide behind. And if there's a single limb in the water, a log laying down there, or a couple of boulders down there, you're going to find those fish there. Now, whether there's one or two of them, this time of year, we're talking about post-spawn or going into this uh, summer pattern, you're going to see them scattered a lot more. Uh, They won't be stacked necessarily, but uh, I have found fish, and it's what's fun about using your sonar uh, and your Lawrence that I have on the front of my boat if I see a weather change and I know I've been catching a fish off of some brush, maybe it's out in 10, 12 foot of water that I'm catching them now in this pattern this time of year. And if front's moving in, those fish may move out of that front, uh, out of that uh, patch of wood and move out a foot or two away from it. And they'll stage out there in a little bit deeper water just waiting to see what's going to happen with this weather. And then you can come back, you know, the next day or two and find them in there. But if you see them stacked, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Weather changes play a pivotal role, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is. There's some times of the year that it plays less of a role, but especially on crappie, they seem to be really finicky on weather changes for whatever reason. They move, they change, they do something every time. Okay, that takes us through maybe the summer pattern. Now let's roll into the fall and, and, and tell me what your thought processes there are. Now, the key thing, uh, the fall, is probably one of the most fun times for me to be out. I love I love when the doves move in and the deer start moving and the crappie fishing is starting to pick up. The weather uh, is cooling down. The water temperature is starting to cool down. Uh, and I guess what I want to point out is every lake across the state is going to be a different depth. Uh, lake you follow, probably the average depth across that lake is probably 10 to 12 foot deep average. So most of your fishing can be done in, in that depth of water. If I travel to Missouri and some of the, the hills that they have there, you may find that the average depth there is 18 to 20 foot. So your summer patterns are going to put you in a deeper uh, water depth for finding a lot of fish. But I love shallow water. I love Oklahoma lakes. Uh, I catch fish in shallow water year-round. So when people are talking about the summertime, I have to go fish in a main lake in 20, 30 foot of water, that's not true. I follow the shad, and I look for the shad wherever they are. Uh, I will find crappie. So the fall pattern, if that water temperature is starting to move from the 80s to the 70s, now maybe into the mid or lower 70s to early 60s, those fish, I'll find them up in the creeks. I'll find them along the banks. uh, I'll find them in in two or three foot of water. I'll find them in laydowns. And you can either cast and bring the jig back. You can throw a slip cork in there and work that jig back and catch them. Or you can just move in with 11-foot rise and, and like you would doodle socking from the bank from a boat and just dip those jigs down in there and, and prob that, you know, probe that uh, structure all you can with those jigs, and you will get bit. Uh, I'm a jig fisherman at heart. I love one polling. 
but I can catch them doing a lot of different ways. And and but my, the jigging with one pole and flipping that jig in there like you would a bass jig, and bringing that jig across a limb or something. And when that falls, boy, that's when they're going to hit. So yeah, I, I agree 100. percent I I that's my most favorite way to catch crappie is is with a jig. But you know, it also depends on how hungry I am. Sometimes if I I, I want to take a mess home, I, I'll break out a minute. But that's not very often. Okay, that takes us through fall. Now we're starting to get into the water temps down to low 50s, high 40s, especially in our particular area. Uh, take us through your thought processes for when you see water temps in that area. Well, right now, uh, there's probably two methods. And if you check the fishing report on Lake Ufala, you're going to find the bite right now is a little bit slow. Uh, you'll find some around the, the bridges and the riprap and the piers. You'll find some crappie along some standing timber. Uh, you'll also find them around docks. So what you have now in the wintertime pattern is the fish are going to move into that deeper water, uh, whether that's 10, 12 foot deep or 13 to 15 foot deep or 20 foot deep. Uh, they're going to start moving that direction, especially on those cold nights. Uh, I'm going to be looking at brake lines and I'm going to be looking for structure and I'm using my sonar and moving my boat. Once I see some structure down at the bottom at those depths, then I'm going to slow the boat down and really take my time and fish it. The thing I find is that the bite's going to be a little bit more uh, slower, uh, but when they do hit it, they're going to hit it pretty hard. You're not going to have any trouble knowing that that was a bite. If I'm fishing the docks, I'm either going to be shooting the docks or, or pitching that jig, skipping it back underneath the docks. Uh, I'll cast the outside edges of a dock first if I'm out in a boat. And once I pick up one or two, then I'm going to be sliding that jig up underneath. Any place there's a shadow, there's going to be a crappie. And it won't take long. If you throw that jig in there, before you reel it back, you should get a bite if there's any crappie in there. I'm talking about people who maybe don't have the side imaging. You can go the side imaging on with your sonar units and, and go down several docks and really see if there's fish there and whether it's worth your time spending to fish them. But my winter patterns... Are basically going to uh, I'm going to start moving up into the creeks from the main lake to the creeks because the fish are going to be starting to move into those creeks that have deeper water and they also have shallow water the shad are going to be moving in there uh, for the winter you're going to see a lot of shad if you can find that shad you will find crappie back in you know those creeks stacked and I'll be fishing 15 to 20 foot deep by midday those fish are going to move up on the shallower ledges and that could be 8 to 10 foot or less well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Let let's uh, let's ask for you to name your top three Oklahoma crappie lakes. Uh, my number one lake is Lake Eufaula, of course. Uh, Fort Gibson would be a second lake I would fish. I also like uh, uh, Robert S. Kerr up in the creeks there, and I also like to fish Ulagal. Those are the places that I have. Uh, I find a lot of structure. I find muddy water. Uh, Fort Gibson's got a little bit of everything there, but I like to get up into the creeks there and, and find the timber and also find uh, the river. You follow that river up, you're going to find some good black crappie. Yeah, folks, that's that's one critical part of this thing to remember when you're looking for crappie. Uh, a lot of the water depth that we've been talking about you find these fish in is very critical on on the clarity of that water. As a universal rule, when you're looking for these fish, the clearer the water is, the deeper the fish are, period. I don't care what time of year it is. You know, you get into some of these lakes in the Ozarks, Bull Shows, Tabor Rock, and some of these others. Some of these fish may spawn in 8, 9, 10 foot of water, depending on the clarity of the water. <clears throat> you know, around here in our part of the state, they won't do that because we don't typically have that clear water. But uh, always remember that regardless of where you're chasing these fish, the clearer the water is, the deeper these fish will be. 
Barry, man, that's all great information, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, we'll look forward to having you back, and I, and I hope at some point in time you'll agree to come back. Uh, folks, uh, Barry, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, the easiest way is just give me a phone call. Uh, my crappie fishing service is, is MRO Crappie Academy. And, uh, again, I guide for crappie most of the year, year-round doing that. I do some catfishing and some bass. But to get a hold of me, uh, use the phone number 660-723-2667 or go to my website. That's barrymro.com. That's www.barrymro.com. Or you could email me at bmorrow at barrymro.com. Uh, the MRO is actually how you pronounce my last name if you say it with the letters Morrow. Uh, a lot of people say marrow, or it's it's not bone marrow. It is like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and always too, folks. You know, if if you miss something, you can always drop me an email and, and get a hold of me, and I can give you Barry's contact information as well. Uh, and always, if you have any suggestions or would like to know more about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can help with, uh, just drop us a line, uh, justfish at justfish.com. That's J-S-T-F-I-S-H at J-S-T-F-I-S-H dot com. Uh, Or you can find us on Facebook at Just Fish Outdoors. And, folks, thanks for listening, and be sure to catch us next week at the same time. Uh, This is Dale York, host of Just Fish Outdoors. Folks, get out in water and enjoy most of our lakes and streams. Uh, we are blessed to have in this great state. Uh, we have more fishing area than most people could ever dream of. This is Del York saying we'll catch you later.